everybody. You got a pose in the matrix here. Uh, this is Dave, and hey, Brian. Hello. Hi, everybody. Hey, there we go. So, folks, it's been an interesting couple of weeks. Um, if you listen to the short little show that I did the other day, kind of explaining what's going on, um, I think that uh, Brian, that we're maybe tasting a little bit of the uh, the wrath of the other side or something, you know. Yeah, I've had uh, a weird couple of weeks. Yeah, so. yeah. You you with Bijou and uh, yeah, and you know I I don't know. Every time I go into the into the hospital, it makes it sound like it's every week. Um, but uh, you know, I have a nurse telling me, "Well, yeah, you were close that time, and that's what happened again this year." You know. Wow. So it's yeah. So sepsis is not something to mess around with. <laughs> Well, you, you can't go anywhere, Dave, until the Republicans take over the Senate, the House, and the presidency. Then you can leave. I'll be alive for the yeah, next good. 2,000 years. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Speaking of Senate, Brian, um, you know, we, we you and I had talked about um, some of the things that are going on. And uh, you sent me a very interesting uh, video link uh, to a bit shoot video. And it was the uh, an Italian doctor that was talking about. Um, and folks, this isn't going to be our, our 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 the crux of our conversation today. It's just that uh, this is pretty interesting. Um, so it was an Italian doctor, and she was kind of uh, a little argumentative with somebody. Um, basically, she says in eighteen months, people are going to be dropping like flies. So yeah, uh, that, yeah. she said <laughs> that's I was. You know, I, there's a, a large movement in Italy, of all places, that uh, that where they're they're really pushing back on the on the the uh, the vaccination, the uh, the the jab, as they're calling it nowadays. And um, it's it's quite interesting because uh, of all the pacifist countries that you've ever seen in the world, you think Italy would you know just go down in a in a uh, a ball of uh, flaming metal or something like. That. Yeah, but, uh, they're not. They're really pushing back. We uh, we saw a video not well about six or eight months ago with a doctor there warning everybody not to take the, the shot, and and then um, we uh, you know this doctor and then there's been other doctors in the United States that have been talking about the same thing. And uh, I'm telling you, that's there was something. Oh, I can't. I, I read it today, um, but basically accusing the. Um, there's been so many deaths now they're accusing the, the, the administration and other people that are really pushing the shot of a genocide. And, um, I thought that was interesting. You know, yeah. it's, uh, that's, that's not a word to be thrown around lightly, <laughs> you know? And, yeah. um, so anyway, it's, uh, things are really coming to a, a boil. And, um, uh, you know, I, I gotta say this, you know, I like, I like Trump, but one of the things that kind of, bothers me really makes me wonder is that he's still pro vaccination and you know he's he's kind of brags about how he got this thing going and everything and um you know i like the guy i really do but you know it's i don't know why he's taking that stance you know um uh, because he's got to know that that thing is killing people uh why why take that stance you got any theories on that? yeah I know. I think okay. the same thing, Dave. I've thought the same thing. Yeah. So yeah. Um, I don't know. You know, I heard. I'm not even going to say that. that. That would start a firestorm of uh, epic proportions. But uh, anyway, 
Uh, yeah, that's better. Yeah, thanks, Dave. That is better. Yeah, cool. Mm-hmm. Hey, if it makes me look good, it's got to be good. <laughs> <laughs> the further away the camera from me, the better. <laughs> yeah, looking at me, you know, from space and it's satellite. Yeah. Hey, that guy looks okay. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Hey, from, from five million miles, you look pretty good, Dave. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah that's a compliment. Yeah. I'll take anything I can get. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, so, Brian, we we're we're going to do a show tonight. We're doing a show tonight where um, we're going to be talking about. There's a there's a phrase out there that uh, one of the markers of um, that a person's crazy is that they'll try to do something over and over and over and over again without any positive results, thinking that they can get positive results. You know, um, crazy, you know, like going to the moon, thinking you can get Swiss cheese from the moon. You know, that's, that's impossible, but it is. Know, it's, yeah, it's, <laughs> yeah. Are you and, and, with unless, unless they have uh, ranch dressing on Venus. <laughs> right. <laughs> but, uh, um, Anyway, uh, so, you know, that, that's a that's a marker of insanity is trying to do something over and over again that, you know, is not yeah. going to work, but trying to make it work anyway. And uh, we have witnessed throughout the years or I don't think we've witnessed throughout the years, but uh, society in general has witnessed throughout the year the um, the fruits and the attempts to make uh, socialism and communism work. And. Uh, I don't know if the Russians couldn't do it, if the Cubans can't do it, if the Venezuelans can't do it, if the um, where was that uh, the killing fields, Cambodia, mm-hmm. they can't do it. Even even um, Vietnam is starting to become more capitalist now. Mm-hmm. Um, and China, look at China. You know, granted, it's it's the it's the Communist Party that runs everything, but their their economy is is run on uh, a very quasi and unusual type of capitalism. Um, so, um, you know, it's proof to me, even if the communist Chinese can see that, you know, uh, pure communism doesn't work or socialism, you know, um, why do it? If they're all, mm-hmm. if they all go to there and then they, they turn, you know, it's, I don't know. So, um, I, I'm going to give it up for a minute, Brian. So go ahead and, uh, um, say what you want. Well, I want to talk a little bit about last week, what happened with my wife and I. Um, okay, good. Yeah, just real quick. Uh-huh. Um, we have a little French bulldog named Bijou, and she's was we got her when she was six weeks old. She was um, from a breeder, and she was trained as a seizure dog for my wife who has epilepsy, and she was able to warn her two to three minutes before a seizure would happen to sit down. She would eat she would, if she was standing, she would jump on her with her front paws and try to push her down. If she wouldn't uh-huh. get down, she would nip at her ankles. And then finally, she would get the message, I need to sit down. And then she would have a seizure and and she wouldn't fall. Because a lot of you out there who have epilepsy know a lot of times it's not the seizure that injures you. It's the fall that injures you or kills you. And my wife over the many years has had dozens if not over a hundred seizures they're under control but once in a while they have a break breakthrough seizure or the meds for some reason don't stop it right so this was with her this dog was her companion 24 7 because 
because of her seizure, she's also legally blind and can't drive. So she's home with Bijou 24-7, seven days a week. It's like uh-huh. her it's like her daughter, you know. Um, sure. A lot of you out there have pets, understand what I'm saying. And so she passed away on the 20th, which was Tuesday at 6 o'clock. Mm-hmm. And it's just been uh, really hard. I, it's, I'm not going to talk about it long because I don't want to get emotional, but it's really hard. And, and it's just, it's not just a pet. It's part of the family. Sure. Um, mm-hmm. I'm just going to say this and maybe people won't agree with me, but I believe some pets go to heaven. Uh-huh. And I think dogs and certain pets do go to heaven. Right. And, uh, I'm, I have no doubt in that in my heart. So, um, and it was really hard and we're still grieving, especially Loretta. Um, it's really uh, hard. It comes in waves. It talks, if you guys have ever grieved for someone or a pet, you know the feeling. It's all of a sudden you're okay, and then all of a sudden you're not okay. Yeah. But if, uh, I'll finish up with this. I want to just show a couple of pictures of her because one of our viewers asked to see a picture. I'm not going to mention her name. Uh-huh. But I, hope, I can only do it on my cell phone, Dave, so I hope. No, that's okay. I hope you tell me if you can see it or not. She's right. at a park in Redondo, uh, Torrance Beach, California, which is next to Redondo Beach. And she's sitting in front of a a sculpted metal frog on a park called uh, uh-huh. Dolphin Park. And she's looking toward the ocean, but off to her right, you can't see it, is a bird. And she, every once in a while, not in this picture, she's looking over at the bird. She wants to go get the bird, but she won't do it. So this is her last summer. Oh, it's, okay. Uh, I'm gonna turn the light off. Yeah, I'm gonna turn okay. my light off. Okay. Yeah, sure. And this. I one. think what you got to do is get a little closer and hold it still. Uh, that way. Okay, there you go. We got her. Oh, what a sweetheart. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh baby. And. Uh, Hold on, guys. One more. Sure. You don't mind, Dave? Um, no, no, not at all. Let's see. This is one. She's in the back behind our condo, and she's trying to go to the bathroom, and we're watching her, and she's getting bugged because she wants to be left private. <laughs> okay, uh, again, in front. Here we go. Oh, look at that look. You're telling me, can you please leave me alone? I'm trying to go to the bathroom. Get out of here, bud. (laughs) That's precious. And she knew over 200 English words. Oh, wow. Yeah, I'm not exaggerating. We couldn't say the beach to her because she would know she wants to go to the beach. We'd Mm -hmm. have to say um, the big body of water or that big blue thing. We could peanut butter, our names, um, just... When we were having conversations, she would understand when we were talking about her and what we were saying. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just, uh, it's hard. I, I know God will, uh, to, you know, heal and the grieving process will have, will help us it's get right. through it. But yeah. it's tough. And, you know, not just with her, but any life, especially human life, obviously, life is short. And I'm glad we're talking about what we're going to be talking about tonight because we're going to be talking about tonight communism socialism our country is has to do with 
where we live and how we yeah. live and how God wants us to live. Yeah. You know? And so, especially in these times, we're living in the last days mm -hmm. um, for sure. So one of the things I wanted to just back up a little bit from this, hold that thought. You mentioned about um, that Italian doctor. Yeah. I think you know about this. I might have talked to you about this, Dave. There's a video that is from the 1930s. It's a cartoon. And uh, let me see if I can find it. And I'm not going to play it. I just, it's, it, wouldn't, it wouldn't even show up. Um, um, it's, uh, let me see. Where's it at? Come on. Sorry, guys. Just there it is. Um, it's from the 1930s. It's a cartoon, like a Disney cartoon. Remember the first Disney cartoon with Mickey Mouse on the boat? Oh, yeah. Uh -huh. it's, it's, about, it's about that kind of quality and about that era. And it says in this video, it's a two minutes and 25 seconds long. And I, I encourage everybody watching, listen, you got to see this video. Uh -huh. It's exactly what's happening today, and they already had planned this in, in the 30s, the pandemic. Right. And in this video, it shows um, it shows uh, people getting sick and the grim reaper of death walking behind them, pulling a coffin, and people are coughing and getting sick. And then it shows um, um, the police coming and separating everybody. It Whoa. shows... Uh, people getting jabbed in the rear end with a needle by a doctor. And then wow. it shows people being separated from the sick and wearing masks. And it's, I, I wish, I, I don't know, if it, I don't think it's going to work, but um, hold on a second. I'm going to put my phone up. If yeah, okay. it doesn't work, I'll take it down. Okay, more towards the, more towards the center, like right behind your face. Can you see that? Yeah. Uh-huh. Flood. No. Watch the pictures. Shut down the shops. Wow, they're all boarded up. Because the businesses, those are businesses. Yeah. Law enforcement. That law enforcement. <laughs> I don't mean to laugh, but it's. They parade the sick and the dead. Uh-huh. Oh, wow. And that's the, wow. uh, that's the, that's the, the oh, virus. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness! Is this a Disney thing? I think so. Well, he was a thirty-third degree Mason, huh? Yeah. <laughs> oh, they're giving yeah. shots. Uh -huh. And they're the, and it, you didn't see it, but they're giving shots to the elderly. <laughs> man, oh, man. The people who are... Who... Wow. 
That's freaky. Yeah, you missed maybe a little bit in the very beginning, but it shows people getting sick. Mm-hmm. And then it shows the doctors um, uh, getting everybody separated. And then it, it shows the police and, oh, they're shutting down businesses. That's where the businesses were boarded up. Yeah, I know. That's relevant. Yeah. And then they, yeah. you know, they had the parade, the parading the sick and the dead. And that's what the media does every day on the news. Yeah, that's right. 40 more cases, you know, 10,000 more dead, da, 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 da. you know, uh-huh. but I noticed what they're not doing is they're not parading the deaths from the vaccine. Right. Right. So um, you want me to go ahead and get into our subject or do you want to? Well, um, yeah, uh, I had a thought, but again, it left me. <laughs> it's like, welcome uh, to Brian's world. <laughs> but, um, oh yeah. When, um, <laughs> You know, our parents, your parents and my parents, you know, that were alive during the uh, the polio epidemics that yeah. ran through this mm-hmm. country. And I can remember being a kid and my mother, she would point to this one little apartment up in Carlstadt. It's a town in New Jersey. And uh, she'd say, yeah, that's where we, you know, we lived back in the 40s and 30s, 40s. And uh, she says and she made a comment about how they would hang signs on the door, quarantine signs. Uh, and that, you know, you didn't dare open up that door or come out. Now, it didn't shut the shops down or anything else because that's stupid to do. Right. But, uh, the thing is that what they did is they quarantined the sick. And in this particular incidence these days, they're quarantining not only the sick, but the healthy. Um, and that's not the way you beat a virus. You don't quarantine the healthy, for goodness sakes. You know, um, things people don't understand is that things have to run their course and no matter right. what you do, no matter what you do, they're going to run their course. And it's, it's the simplest thing, you know, you think, okay, well, you know, I'm wearing a mask, I'm washing my hands all the time and everything else. But all you got to do is be around somebody that's got it. Right. Right. And exactly. whatever it is, I'm not still not convinced it's a virus, but, um, and so, you know, they cough, they sneeze. So you touch something that they touch, then you get an itch in your nose, you scratch it, bam, you know. Uh, so it's it's going to happen. People are going to get sick no matter what. Um, at the beginning, I agreed with maybe separating people. Or I mean, um, not separating them, but, you know, trying to get a grip on it by locking everybody down. But that didn't do very very good, did it? No, it's not still not working. And they're, thinking yeah. they're talking about doing it again. Yeah, yes, they are. And again, what they're doing is they're they're going to go after people like or people that uh, don't get the vaccination. You know, and it's like, right. I don't know it's, if this is a, a, a mechanism of mass murder and genocide. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to avoid it as much as possible, you know, and um, I don't know. And, well, again, you know, communism. You know, right. if, if Boris got it, then Natalia is going to get it. You know, <laughs> it's right. Uh, so uh, anyway, yeah. So getting on to the, the communist thing, um, did you want to continue on the communist thing, Brian? I, I know that you you just took an aside to, to talk about the other stuff. But, yeah, uh, I mean, that's OK. Um, yeah, sure. Well, as you know, it's been around about 100 years. Russia tried it first. Um yeah, I was doing a little bit of study on it, obviously, for the show. Um, where do I start? 
let's put it this way. Every country that's ever tried it has failed. Right. Every country. Mm-hmm. And Venezuela, um, is it Bernie Sanders always used to brag about Venezuela, how America needs to be like Venezuela. Uh, Venezuela's inflation rate this year, because I looked it up, is 2,100%. Oh, my goodness. For, now, now, that's for food. Uh-huh. So what would that be? If when I my math, I'm, I have fuzzy math. Remember, remember, um, uh, oh Bush, he had fuzzy math. Remember that? Remember yeah. that? <laughs> fuzzy <laughs> ethics and fuzzy yeah, morals. Yeah, it's fuzzy math, <laughs> but it's over two thousand percent. So you mm-hmm. buy a, what is it? You buy a loaf of bread for a dollar, then it goes up to two thousand dollars for a loaf of bread. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's just insane. A cube. Well, you know, oh, go ahead. Germany and the Weimar Republic before um, between World War One, World War Two, yeah, they had hyperinflation there. And I've seen pictures of people with wheelbarrows with Deutschmarks in them walking to the store just to get the basic essentials. Right. You know, that's hyperinflation. <laughs> that's exactly right. I mean, yeah. And so, the, and I looked it up, and three other countries have tried it and have failed. And I've got a list right here. Israel tried it. Uh huh. India tried it, and the United Kingdom all tried it. And it all failed, and they went to they went to capitalism. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so um, those are some you know because you always hear well if you're not if we did it United States we we do it right they don't know what they're doing this is this is the this is the liberal speaking this is the Pelosi's and these insane idiots speaking right and and it's just it's insane because it doesn't work I mean it just doesn't right. work and so capitalism is what works. That's why a lot of countries are turning to capitalism. We talked earlier before the show. China is communist, obviously, but they have a a capitalist economy run on capitalism as much as they can. (laughs) The government does control, but they have a little bit of, obviously they control, but they try to let their businesses run themselves. So Uh basically what's happening and this all relates to what we talked about the COVID. All it all ties together. Every week I say the same thing. Sound like a minor. <laughs> the vac, the virus, the vaccines, and all the fear mongering is for the left to change laws to turn us into a socialist, eventually communist country run by a few high up, powerful men and women. And they will use the military to enforce that. Uh And so um, that's what's happening. And think about this. And we we might have talked about this earlier on another show. Why would the left want to defund the police? And they're using racism to do it. And they could care less about any race except their own power. So why would they uh-huh. do that? Because if you defund the police and you get rid of the police, then you have a military police force that runs the country like Nazi Germany did with the SS. Mm-hmm. So you can't have local police departments and sheriffs because they would go rogue on you. They may not That's bend right. to you because there's conservative counties with conservative sheriffs. In liberal counties, there's conservative sheriffs. So you can't you got to get rid of the police. And I believe this is my prediction. If we're here long enough, that's what's going to happen. They're going to get rid of the local police and find a reason to bring in the military to run the police departments. 
all right. over the country under mm-hmm. the guise they're overwhelmed they can't handle it we're going to help them right but but they'll never leave they'll still leave police um as a token in their departments but mm-hmm. their departments are going to be run by military commanders my right. opinion because the police live next door to us the police yeah. go to our churches they're our friends and our family and our brothers and our sisters and you so they're they're using covid and they use 9/11 they use covid they're using the 2008 economic collapse to pass all these laws mm-hmm. to take freedoms away so they can build a communist country because communism right. relies on one thing and one thing only total domination right period mhm look at north korea and i would say to anybody out there if you don't like america go move to north korea for a few months there you go go to go to iran or iran yeah. or go there yeah actually go to some of our european allies go there and say you like it yeah they they're they're not as free as they used to be no so uh-huh. if you don't like this country then go there take a vacation go for 6 months and see what you think and come mm-hmm. back and tell me this is the worst country you've ever been to is america and if you like it over so, there by all means stay <laughs> right so <laughs> you know everything that's happening the covid the vaccines mm-hmm. um everything on the news uh, on the mainstream which is most of the news now uh, uh-huh. except those like ours and a few you know, a few on television um is all propaganda to uh, you know it's like this you tell somebody you tell somebody who's poor you're going to be rich on monday and that by this year next time you're going to be rich what do i have to do to be rich you're just going to be rich how am i going to do it it's just going to happen you tell them that every day they could be walking around in rags they're going to after a while they're going to believe it uh-huh they're absolutely going to believe it because they've been brainwashed right you tell somebody enough long enough hard enough that's what's going to happen remember patty hurst in the 70s and 80s oh, 70s sure. uh-huh. she got kidnapped and she was obviously kidnapped but she ended up becoming one of them uh-huh and and she got brainwashed and uh, going from victim to actually a terrorist for a short right. time because she was brainwashed day in and day out told how horrible she was and how bad our country was this is this and in order to survive her brain had to click into a different gear and she started believing maybe at first she lied to them about her beliefs but then she really ended up believing them for a short yeah. time and i know she's been released and she's probably doing better a lot better and i'm glad for that but our brain unless you are grounded in the word of god and 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 unless you um what's the word don't just believe everything you hear and see and you look it up for yourself don't be a minor bird don't just be somebody who walk off a cliff because somebody told you right um you will you will figure things out you will mm-hmm. see the lie and so with communism russia tried it then china tried it in the early 20s right? and it, and then finally became a communist nation i think in 1949 i think that was it right um but ask the people of these countries how do they like communism ask the cubans that are fighting for their freedom right now yeah and uh what i've read up on in the pre world war 2 in germany and we talked about this before the german government started passing laws to make it illegal to own a firearm before that you could own a firearm 
Right. But instead of taking the guns away and going into their homes, they started making stricter and stricter laws in Germany, especially for the Jewish communities, mm-hmm. where they, they disarmed them. And then they, they passed laws where you could own a gun, but it had to be a certain type of gun. And when I've looked up, this certain gun was a rifle, and it was super expensive, and most people couldn't afford to buy it, only the rich. Right. So the rich were able to get guns because they could pay $1,000 for a rifle back in the 40s that would be worth five or 6000 now. They could right. do that. Mm-hmm. But the average person and the average Jewish uh, family couldn't do that. And so eventually the, the, the Germans went in there and started – they, they did it not a, they did like a buyback program. I mean, does this sound familiar? Yeah. They did like a buyback program. Exactly. They did like, you turn it in and we'll give you this for that. And they started doing a trading and eventually they just took them. Mm-hmm. And then Hitler decided to start World War II. But the first things he had to do was get the Jewish communities under control. He knew they were the biggest threat in Germany was the Jews. And so that's when he imprisoned them in their own neighborhoods, took them to camps Excuse me. So the people who the people who run countries that are communists are not dumb. Right. They they are basically sociopaths and master manipulators. Mm -hmm. And they know not everybody, but a good majority of people are easily frightened by certain things. Right. And here's how they control people. And it's happening right now in America. One of the things I believe they use, Dave, to control people, to to implement laws, eventually all the laws, and now the government's running everything, then they Mm -hmm. can post anything they want, is they use food as a weapon against us. Yeah. And that's exactly what's happening. Isn't it a coincidence Before Trump left office, we had one of the lowest inflation rates in like 30 years. I mean, unemployment was one of the lowest. Even after the pandemic, well, we're still in the scandemic, but even unemployment was dropping pretty quickly. Mm -hmm. And everybody was coming back to work. And then all of a sudden Biden gets in there, and now gas has gone up, at least where I live, about two bucks a gallon in some places. Uh Uh-huh. And since January, was it 19th or January, whatever it was for the inauguration, I was busy that day. I was rearranging my sock drawer and I totally missed his inauguration. So, (laughs) I mean, oh, I know what I was doing. I was watching the grass grow. And actually, I was watching Biji go to the bathroom at that time. And I was too busy to watch (laughs) Joe Biden. Anyway, well, there's a there's a correlation there between Biden and (laughs) it's just I just got busy. So anyway. Uh Since his inauguration, um, inflation's gone up a lot. Mm-hmm. Milk, food is going up and up and up. It's gone up, I think, 10 to 15% is what I've heard on the news. That's a lot. Yeah, That's is. a lot. My gas bill for my car went from uh, $57 a fill-up to $83 a fill-up. Yeah. I mean, that's just yeah. a little bit of money, right? But over a year and over, it just adds up. 30 bucks mm-hmm. here, 100 bucks there, 500 there, 200 here. The next thing you know, you're priced right out of living in your own neighborhood you grew up in. Right. And that's what they want. They want you to move into low-income neighborhoods where you got to get food stamps to live. And, and I'm not saying they can control you. Yeah. And it's all about control. And so the signs of communism taking root in our country are right before us. Right. Food is a weapon. 
and now we have a major drought in the West Coast here. I just saw today 90% of the Western states are in a severe drought. Uh-huh. So that means food prices are going to go up. Crops are going to die. There's not enough water to water the crops. Mm-hmm. And here in California, what they do, they take the water from the aqueducts, the water, instead of watering the crops, and they send it out to other places like Los Angeles, yeah. like Beverly Hills, and all these places. So they're not watering the food. They're watering people who live in Beverly Hills yeah, or San Diego, any city they want. Not that saying they don't need the water, but they don't. Mm-hmm. And so they, these poor farmers, and it happens to Eastern Oregon, they yeah. ship this water. They use the water as a weapon against the farmers. Yeah. And the farmers fight back, but they can only fight so much. They don't have the resources. They lose their farms. And then what happens? Corporations come in, buy up the farms, buy up the land. Like Bill Gates. Exactly. Yeah. He's got, you know, he's one of the largest landowners in the United States. That's right. I, think, I remember how many acres. It's close to a million acres he owns, mm-hmm. maybe more. So these are all weapons. The food is a weapon. Gasoline or fuel for our cars is a weapon. Um, t- uh, taxes, um, just all this stuff for the Democrats. They use it as a pressure and manipulation. And anything that bad happens, they blame it on the Republicans or the Trump supporters. And right. so... One of the first things that happens in a country that I've read that when it starts going towards socialism is out of um, out of control inflation. Right. Now, we're not out of control yet. Not yet. Because mm-hmm. I lived right. through the 70s and 80s when Carter was president. That was crazy. Uh, the prime rate was 20-something percent. Mm-hmm. You know, a car loan was like 25, 30 percent. And that was for a good loan. Right. So... Um, we're not there yet, but it is heading that way. Um, there's been droughts, and then now there's um, what else I hear? Um, uh, oh, uh, in Colombia, there was a freeze. They've had a, a bad weather. It, they're talking about now coffee prices are going to start soaring in the next few weeks. So you better stock up on your coffee beans because. Thanks for the warning. Yeah. So. <laughs> And what's this got to do with communism and socialism? These are the same tactics that Russia uses, that China used, that Venezuela used, that Fidel Castro used. Same Mm -hmm. thing. He made people poor so there was no middle class, just a rich class and a poor class. Right. And not the poor class was poor, but it was really poor. Mm -hmm. So the people would barely have enough money to buy food, but he didn't want to starve everybody to death because he would have he would have a country. Right. But he wanted to make them so poor they wouldn't be a threat. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what's happening here. He, uh, Biden, Kamala Harris, um, the fake news, CNN, and, these, and just Zuckerberg and all these guys are trying to destroy the middle class. That's right. us. Mm-hmm. And not just the middle class, even the upper middle class. They don't right. want anybody. They just want the elites. And then there's the little, you know, the little people mm-hmm. in the valley. And then there's them. Right. Right. And so I'm, I've studied this a little bit. I already knew a lot of this just from reading over the years, but it's not, it doesn't work. If you're out there listening, you think the federal government's going to take care of you the rest of your life. What kind of life is that? If yeah, you don't even right. work, God gave us a command to work. A man shall not work. He shall not eat. 
right? A little folding of the hands, a little sleep, a little slumber. Poverty will overtake you like a thief. Uh-huh. That's right. And living on the government and is is just it's sad that mm-hmm. a person doesn't have enough ambition to want to supply their own needs and not have somebody else do it. And mm-hmm. I just want to say something. Those people who are 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 okay with that. I'm not saying I've been on unemployment before in the past. I'm talking long term. People right. who are okay with that, you got to understand. You're under their control. They control where you eat, how much money you you get. Yeah. Let's say all of a sudden you decide you don't want to go along with their program. They just cut the money off. Oh, I'm sorry, Mr. Fernandez, we can't give you your unemployment this week. You're you're done. Or yeah. you can't get this, 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 and this, and this. All of a sudden, your income's gone because you said something that came against what they're doing. Yeah. You're basically held hostage, and they're blackmailing you with your own money. Yeah. It's your own money they're using against you. It's our yeah. money. Yeah, it's amazing, it's, isn't it? I, for 45 years, I've been putting into the system like you, Dave, and everybody yeah. else out there. They're using our own money. Think about this. I just thought about this. Actually, they're using our own money to change our country into something we don't want. Yeah. That is against yeah. not only that we don't want, it's against our constitution and it's against the law. Yeah, that's right. They're, they're totally breaking the law and they don't give a rip. They're so mm-hmm. arrogant. They're doing it right in front of us, flipping their finger up at us and saying, stop us. Yeah. I mean, I'm trying to be a little blunt here because that's how serious things are. And uh-huh. so... Food is a weapon, gas is a weapon, healthcare is a weapon. The other weapon is this virus. They get enough of us sick, they're going to kill a lot of us off, by the way. Right. I believe in a couple of years, millions of people are probably going to not be here around the world. Mm-hmm. And they're going to say it's another strain of the virus, and then they're going to make another vaccine, a booster shot. They're, the ones that do survive, they're going to be in the medical system, and they don't want you not to work because they need money but they don't want you to be rich. So you'll just be surviving Mm -hmm. and you'll be sick and you'll go into their doctors. They'll tell you, you need this, this, and this, right? You need this test, that test. You need this, this, and this, and this. And so the rest of your life, you're basically being controlled by the government and you don't even realize it. That's right. And, and then you wake up one day and all of a sudden we're a total hundred percent communist regime run by a real dictator and it's not Biden, uh-huh. who has a few higher-ups, who now controls the Army, the Navy, the Air Force, and they will do whatever he says to do because all the ones that were in there that would not go along with the military are either killed or, sh- or kicked out. Right. And so this is communism. What is mm-hmm. happening to us right this very moment as I speak is communism is growing like a bad weed in the lawn. Right. It's like crabgrass. Crabgrass starts as a little teeny patch, like this big in a lawn that's 500, 500, you know, 500 feet across. And within a very short time, it spreads to the whole lawn and the lawn dies. Yeah. And you think, oh, it's no big deal. It's just one weed. But you don't see it. It's crawling underneath the grass. That's one thing gra- uh, crabgrass does is it crawls in between the blades of grass and you don't see it until it comes up somewhere else. Right. You ever pull up crabgrass, Dave, and you pull it up yeah. and it's like, five feet long, uh-huh. you know, and that's what the, that's what the liberals are doing right now. They're getting in our schools, our churches, our food, our farms, 
our medical system, and they don't want communism because they think it can run our country better. They want communism because they want to run the country, period. They want power, their families to be in power for generations. Mm -hmm. And and I can say this, I think, and I think I, I can be pretty confident about this. Until the Lord comes back, it's not going to happen in America. It's happening, but it can't, it can't get to the point like Cuba. There's too many good American people who know and love freedom. Right. I'm not trying to be patriotic just to be sound old gushy. It's true. There's a half million vets. No, there's two million vets in this country that know how to fight from all wars. Right. Uh-huh. Hello? And a lot of them are Republican. Yeah. And uh, I'd say 80% at least are yeah, conservative. Too. Mm-hmm. So my point is there's hope for our country until the, Jesus comes back and takes us home. Until then, there is hope. There's totally hope. We can, we can actually, I was thinking about this today, this can be turned around. Right. And in light of Bible prophecy, I know it's going to get worse, but until the rapture happens, it doesn't mean it has to get real bad. It doesn't mean there's not a period of time where God can allow us to have some peace and prosperity, which he did with Trump. And one of the best things that's ever happened to our country, and and this is going to sound weird, folks, is we already knew this, but now we really know it. The Democrats have showed us who exactly who they are, what they believe and what they want to do. Mm Mm-hmm. Because Biden won the election. Now we know for sure. And we already knew some of this, but now we know. Well, he stole the election. They stole the election. Thank you for that correction. You're right. But we needed to see that. And Mm -hmm. every day, even the liberals, even some of these liberal talk show hosts on television are saying, what in the heck is going on here? This Black Lives Matter thing is out of control. What's this? You know, woke thing. What is this? Um, you know, CRT, critical race theory. What the what the heck's going on? You know, yeah. and they're like, this this is weird. You know, well, so, I don't know if you've noticed, Brian, but re- recently, even when the liberal press is asking Biden questions, yeah, he's yelling at them, or they, he doesn't. They don't get a um, a good answer. Yeah. And so they ask him something, and then he gets mad and he yells at them and things like that. So. You know, it's it's not a good idea to, pardon my French, piss off the press, especially no. if they're especially if they're in your corner. You know, it's mm-hmm. I don't know. Well, like you said, he's he's um, uh, exhibiting what they're all about. Um, you know, I found if you guys would indulge me, yeah. Um, there's a there's years ago they came out with this thing uh, comparing world ideologies to cows or owning cows. Have you ever seen that, Brian? No. Okay. Um, so, because you know, it could be kind of hard to under because you have you have pure communism, then you have communism, which is communist socialist communism, uh, and then there's feudal, uh, not feudalism. Um, uh, oh, I'm going go fascism, which is which is a socialist thing, um, and things like that. So, you know, it, it could be kind of, but you know, communism. There's a lot of different kinds of communism, and uh, for instance. Uh, this list that I, I just called up online, well, it starts out with feudalism. Uh, if, you, if you've ever read any history about the Middle Ages, mm-hmm. um, you have two cows, your Lord takes some of the milk. Okay, then it goes into socialism. You have two cows, 
the government takes them and puts them in a barn with everyone else's cows. You have to take care of all the cows. The government gives you a glass of milk. Okay. Uh, fascism. You have two cows. The government takes both, hires you to take care of them and sells the milk, sells you the milk. Uh, now, pure communism, you share you share two cows with your neighbors. You and your neighbors uh, bicker about who has the most ability and who has the most need. Uh, meanwhile, no one works, no one gets any milk, and the cows drop dead of starvation. Uh, Russian communism, you have two cows, you have to take care of them, but the government takes all the milk. You steal back as much as you of milk as you can and sell it on the black market. Which <laughs> is that the truth? <laughs> uh, then they have, they have per, yeah, perestroika. Uh, perestroika is what communism turned into at you know at the end of the Russian. Um, mm -hmm. uh, you have two cows. You have to take care of them, but the mafia takes all the milk. You steal back as much milk as you can and you sell it on the free market. Uh, Cambodian communism, you have two cows, the government takes them both and shoots you. Uh, <laughs> I laugh because that's probably true. Yeah. yeah. Dictatorship, you have two cows, the government takes both of, and both of them and drafts you. <laughs> Pure democracy, you have two cows, your neighbors decide who gets the milk. And that's why I don't like democracy. We live in a republic. Um, representative democracy, you have two cows, your neighbors pick someone to tell you uh, to tell you who gets the milk. Uh, let's see, I jumped down. Capitalism, you don't have any cows. Uh, the bank will not lend you any money to buy cows because you don't have any cows to put up as collateral. <laughs> um, and this one just really cracked me up. Surrealism, uh, you have two drafts. The government requires you to take harmonica lessons. <laughs> so... I think we're heading more towards that than anything else, but it kind of gives you an idea of what the differences are because a lot of them are really close, but they're not close. If you know what I mean, they're um, like, uh, like you mentioned Russia back in 1917, I get my mug back here. Okay. Um, the, um, you had Lenin, Trotsky, Engels, no, not Engels, Lenin, Trotsky. And there were, there were a couple others. I can't remember their names right now. Well, Lenin had an idea of communism. Trotsky had a similar idea, but a little different. And then you had people like Stalin, who were authoritarians and just wanted to clamp down on everybody. So you have Lenin takes over, gets in a disagreement with, with Trotsky. Trotsky decides, well, you know, instead of losing my, my health and stuff, I'm just going to move out of the country, move to Mexico. Um, and then you had uh, Stalin, who stayed in in the uh, political limelight, so to speak. And when Lenin died, uh, you had uh, Stalin that took over, and Stalin was responsible for killing, I think, upwards of 20 million Russians. Uh, Trotsky, although he escaped, uh, they sent out a murder squads to get him, and they, I think they ended up killing him with an ice pick, um, stabbing him to this with an ice pick. They, they found him. Uh, so even within the communist ranks, there was disagreements. And we saw that all, well, we didn't see it all, but, you know, uh, society has seen it all throughout the history of communism where they'd have what you call purges. Okay, so you got a guy like Stalin that got in there, and there might have been a lot of communists that agreed with him, but because they didn't agree with him 100%, and they, there was this much that they didn't agree with him, he ended up killing them. Right. Um, you know, and then uh, I had a teacher uh, after Stalin that he told, well, I, I wasn't alive back then, but 
he told us that after Stalin died, the Russians actually contacted uh, governments around the world and asked us if we would get rid of all the books that had any mention of Stalin in them because they were so embarrassed uh, about what Stalin did. And, uh, and they didn't, they went, kind of wanted to wipe his memory off the face of the earth, basically. Yeah. And, wow. uh, yeah. So it's, uh, and it was interesting because you had to know that during World War II, when you had uh, Churchill, uh, Roosevelt, and Stalin all together, that Churchill and Roosevelt were probably going, you know, the minute this war is over, this guy's going to try to take over, speaking of Stalin. And, um, and Stalin probably thought the same thing of, of Churchill and, and, uh, and Roosevelt, too. But, um, Politics is a strange, strange thing, and uh, I, I don't subscribe to getting too involved in it except to vote for, you know, somebody that you think might help the, this country to uh, to prosper and grow again instead of uh, to wither and die, which it seems to be doing right now. Um, you know, Brian, uh, my um, and, and audience, my dad was very patriotic, um, uh, almost like ultra conservative. <laughs> um he would have thought Reagan was probably a, a liberal. Um, and I never asked him that. But anyway, um, so my dad was in the Army. He was in the Army band, of all things. He used to play a euphonium, and he, he could play trombone, too. And and every once in a while, because I grew up with that kind of music, you know. And we, my dad and his marches were, were incredible. He had to, We had to listen to them all the time. Um, and I didn't appreciate it back then, but I do now. So anyway, I, I get on the uh, Internet and look at the U.S. Army or excuse me, Army and Marine Corps bands, both of them. And they play some um, uh, John Philip Sousa marches, which, you know, really tug at my heart because they remind me of my dad, first of all. But they remind me of what this country once was and could be again. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so, you know, I listen to that and I'm like, man, if, if all of our ancestors who died in Korea, uh, World War II, World War One, could see that they were actually fighting to, uh, well, they didn't know this was going to happen, but, you know, the the, uh, the bankers and everything knew that the ultimate goal was to, to start a worldwide communist regime. Would they have really gone to war to fight for it? You know, I mean, they went to war to fight Hitler, and that was a good thing, you know. Uh, but most wars um, are, well, the, the bankers backed both sides on that war. <laughs> They may not like bandits, and that's why we have wars, because bankers want to make more money. Um, but uh, it's just a shame. You know, you, you, you know, uh, Lincoln, when he hit the Gettysburg Address, he said that these uh, dead have not died in vain. And, and I believe that for the Civil War. But anyway, for um, for subsequent wars afterwards, you know, you got to wonder, uh, you know, was, was the plan just to inch us in increments toward where we are today and, and the answer is mm-hmm. yes that's what happened you know yeah and it, it's it's kind of sad actually but at the same time it had to happen you know mm-hmm. in order to in order to get us to our, our finality which is the return of yeshua right. um so but um i don't know there's a scripture that talks about um when when he comes back that they'll beat their uh, pl- um swords into plowshares and their spears into pruning hooks and it says uh it says in another part of the same prophet it says no no longer will they like to make war anymore and uh, mm-hmm. i'm just looking for that day because it seems like war is the thing that people like and especially yeah. the, uh, the people that control things so anyway i just wanted to give that little illustration of uh that was good. different belief systems so 
there's a little bit of comedy in there and stuff like that. But uh, at the same time, it's uh, it's applicable. So yeah. So let's see. We okay. No, I'm trying to get us back onto the freeway (laughs) after after taking a little uh, exit. Um, So we had Russia. Okay, and uh, that didn't turn out too well, did it? No. Nope, not at all. And uh, and the Russians tried all the time to get the whole world to be, be uh, become one of them, you know, become communist, uh, and the Chinese also. But uh, that's why we had, uh, after World War II, we had the Korean War, uh, the Vietnam War, uh, wars all around the world, actually, where people – Fought, fought mm-hmm. to retain their their um, mm-hmm. uh, privacy, their freedom, and uh, or to attain it, not having had it before. Uh, I had a friend, uh, his name, oh, he's still a friend, his name's Attila, and uh, his parents fled Hungary back in the 1950s when the Russians, uh, Hungary was always part of the Soviet Union afterwards, I shouldn't say that. They were a satellite of the Soviet Union after that. And uh, but a lot of the people didn't like it, so they started to revolt in the 1950s, and that's when the Russians mm-hmm. went in there and and basically sla- slaughtered a whole bunch of uh, Hungarians. Well, anyway, they they escaped and they came to this country. And uh, his father was uh, always adamant, you know, you you'll never ever become a communist. You know, this is the way way it was, and everything else. And it's funny how the people that lived through that they, they know what it is, but for some reason. This country or some of the people in this country think that they can improve upon something that's a failure. And again, that's a sign of mental illness, you know, trying to do something that can't be done, think, thinking that you can make it work. Yeah. So the, basically the, um, the Democratic Party, their, their, uh, their motto should be, you know, we're, we're crazy as heck, <laughs> you know. Yeah, uh, they are. Yeah. You know, everything that you're trying to do um, – what they're doing is kind of like uh, if a person had a cancer, uh, let's say a tumor, and they go in and they cut all the tissue out around the tumor but leave the tumor. You know, it's uh, yeah. it, their, their it, whole it, mindset. Yeah. I got to uh, step out of the camera just for a minute. I'll be right back. Okay. Sure okay. enough. So their their whole, folks, their whole thing is like a, a botched medical procedure, actually. Um there, there could be a lot of analogies that we can use in this. Um, I don't know. It's, it's, it's crazy to watch people try to do something that cannot be done thinking they can do it. Now, don't get me wrong. In this country, we've done the impossible, okay, or what we thought was impossible. But the things that we attempted to do were, in many cases were things that were never done before. Um, Back in the back in the 1800s, they said if you were on a train and you went past 40 miles an hour, you'd die. Now that might be a little off on the numbers, um, for some cockamamie reason. And then uh, the train, they, we developed the trains, and we were able to travel faster than 40 miles an hour. People didn't die. Uh, there used to be a, a saying: if man was meant to fly, God would have given him wings. Well, yeah, but maybe God gave him the technology to be, be able to make airplanes. Thus, you gave man wings. But anyway, uh, so, you know, we weren't supposed to be able to fly, and we did that. Um, and we see that science doing all these miraculous things nowadays. And, uh, you know, a lot of it is miraculous uh, to in, in a sense. But um, 
you know, who were to, if you go back and you were to talk to your grandparents, uh, I'm talking about people my age, um, and you were to tell them, you know, when they were young that, you know, we, this whole country, you would illustrate everything that was is going on today, um, technologically, um, me, uh, medicinal-wise, you know, because, you know, we all think that penicillin's been around forever, but no, it was created back in the 19, late 1940s. Before that, if you were at war and you got shot and you got an infection, you died. Um, there was no, no cure, uh, just the body's natural immune system. And uh, so, you know, right there, that's a technological leap that uh, our, our grandparents would have never even imagined when they were younger. Um, polio that took out so many people uh, back in the, you know, before the 19, late 1950s or middle 1950s, maybe, um, was a killer, you know, or, or seriously maimed people. Franklin Roosevelt was maimed. Um, there were people that my mother knew and my dad that were maimed. Uh, you know, they lost function of one limb or, you know, something of that sort. But um, nowadays, you know, one of the first uh, inoculations you get is, is for polio. Um, and I'm not trying to make, make the injections sound like they're a good thing because they're not. But just trying to use that to show the, the scope of technology that we have that our forefathers would have never imagined. Uh, you, if you went back, you know, I know that I'm going to get some flack on this, but um, no, I'll change it so I won't get flack. If you were to, if you were to go back until uh, I were to go back until my my grandfather, so to speak, you know, my father's father, uh, back in the 20s, that um, someday we would have a network of satellites that would let the world communicate with the rest of the world, and that um, you know, uh, deep space exploration was possible. You know, we had um, craft that flew by all the planets in the, in the solar system, they, they'd look at you like you were nuts. Um, so these are the things that, that capitalism brought, you know, um, with capitalism, there's an incentive to get out and do things to, to make money and to enrich your life and to make life better. And not only your own life, but the lives of everybody around you and, and for generations to come too. Um, but, uh, with uh, with communism, you know, you, you could come up with the most brilliant idea and the government says, oh, you don't that's not yours. You never owned it. Um, and we're going to take it. And if we don't like it, we're going to get rid of it. It's, it's just a terrible thing. But um, anyway, so, you know, that we talked about Russia. Now, China is is basically a different kind of communist They're They call them Maoist, basically, because um, where the Russians kind of watered down the idea of uh, communism and, ter- and call it socialism, uh, the Chinese can't do that because there's there's is a rabid. Uh, basically, if if um, trying to if the if a pendulum swung and, and the Russians were on one side, if it swung all the way the other way in the communist realm, that's where you get China. Um, China is a Maoist country. Um, a lot of people call it Marxist, but no. Uh, I don't even think Marx imagined communism to be what it, what the Chinese have turned it into. But then, you know, we have cultural things, too. So the Chinese, I don't think that uh, regular communism would have worked for them. Um, they, uh, they've always been an authoritarian uh, form of rule. Um, you know, even, even up until the, the 20th century uh, with, uh, I don't know if they call them kings. I can't remember the names right now. But um, so... You know, that, that 
they could uh, they could force more of a communist will on the people than the, than the Russians could. The Russians before uh, before communism were uh, prosperous people for the most part. Um, yes, there were people that were rich, like in any society, but um, there were there were other people that were doing quite well. And uh, uh, but you know, like anything else, the czars and czarinas were seen as evil because they were wealthy, and um, and uh, the communists uh, Lenin and um, Trotsky and others uh, used that to turn the people against um, the. Uh, the, the status quo at the time. And um, so, but with the communism, they, you know, they took over and basically that was it. You know, you, you will do this, you will. And um, I'm, I'm not talking about China there, Brian. Um, okay. Sorry. Kind of, oh, it's okay. I'm explaining the difference between Russian communism and Maoism. Um, but so anyway, that the, the um, Eastern, I don't say dare say Oriental because that's not a good word to say anymore. Um, the Eastern, I just said it. <laughs> um, the Eastern uh, mindset and f- philosophical um, way of thinking uh, dictates that uh, a more rigid kind of communism can be gotten away with and the people put up with it. But, you know, people all over the place, um, you know, we're all endowed with cer- certain rights and, uh, and, and uh, God has, um, meaning the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, has made it so that people yearn to be free, people yearn to be prosperous and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And you can never take that out of a person, uh, especially if they've had a taste of it. It's uh, it's kind of like pizza. Uh, I, I must sound like Joe, Joe Biden. <laughs> Freedom <laughs> is like pizza. <laughs> but... Uh, you know, you can you can have a, a regular pizza. You can go to the mall to that funky little pizza shop there and get a pizza, and it tastes a little bit like pizza. But you can go to a real pizza shop and get pizza. And once you've had that, all other pizzas aren't worth anything anymore. So, um, you know, you you acquire a taste for the real or the original, and then the counterfeit isn't isn't good anymore. So, um, so with with Chinese communism, it's, it can be more rigid because the people, like I said, philosophically, um, uh, who were basically um, Buddhists uh, before the, the takeover and, and basically still are, and although Christianity has taken a large hold in, in China. Um, but Buddhists uh, believe in reincarnation and they figure, well, you know, if life, this life stinks, I'll be born uh, I'll, I'll come back to life in another body and at another time and, and things will be better. So I'll just put up with this for right now. It's kind of like being on a bad job. You know, you know that the job's not going to last forever and you just kind of toe the mark until the job's over with and then you move on and you get a better job, hopefully. Um, so, you know, having that promise. Now, Christianity, we have the promise and that, you know, it's at when everything's uh, – said and done and everything comes to the, the end or the beginning, if you, you want to look at it, um, we have that promise that, you know, we're, we're going to be in, in bliss in heaven. And, um, and then on a new heaven and new earth here in, um, after the millennium, uh, and, and after the millennium, the new Jerusalem comes down and then we get to live there. But, uh, so we have that promise. So, 
although we have some connection with this world and uh, here in America, it's, you know, it's, it's kind of bad because, you know, we've gotten used to having cars and everything else, uh, houses that, that technically we own, but the bank owns it until it's paid off. Yeah. Same with the, same with the cars. But um, anyway, um, you know, we've had a taste of what's good. And it's kind of like when you become a believer, the Lord says, taste and see that the Lord is good. Uh, and he is good. And once you've had steak, you don't like hamburger that much anymore. So um, not to say that Yeshua is steak and the world's hamburger, because there, there could be no um, matching or comparison whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that's that kind of helps to explain why, why the communists have, have done so well in China. Uh, well, meaning uh, becoming authoritarians, not that their system mm-hmm. works. And, uh, and but off of that has sprung things like um, the Vietnamese communist regimes, the um, <clears throat> all the other ones that <clears throat> are in Southeast Asia or thereabouts. And um, and so we had that. In, so that whole area has been a, a hotbed of activity since the 40s. And, uh, you know, I, how do I put this? Um, I don't want to sound like a imperialist or anything like that, but <clears throat> many of these countries um, seem to do better economically when the British were in, involved in them. Now, don't get me wrong. I know what the British did. They pretty well ruined every society that they've ever conquered or had dominion over. Um, United States, um, we happened to break away from that, change that, but um, India you talk with anybody from India, they'll talk about how bad the British were. But at the same time, the British brought in um, a, a way to become prosperous, uh, a way to to attain a higher status and goal. And uh, so, uh, you know, it's a lot of the countries did better that way under the British, um, although the British did trash most of the, the um, and if you're British, I'm sorry, but, you know, history is history. Um, but, you know, we we inherited a lot of problems of the Middle East crisis uh, being one of them. Uh, the British had a mandate over Palestine. I don't like that name because it's it was a Roman for Philistine. Um, but uh, <clears throat> they had a mandate over it. And what they were supposed to do is turn everything east of the Jordan River over to the Arabs and everything west over to the Jews. Uh, and the, the British made friends with uh uh, the Hashemite family and decided that they were just going to leave uh, Jordan to that family. And that family didn't like the Palestinians. So they kicked the Palestinians out after a while and, and the Palestinians had no place to go. So the, really the Middle East crisis is a British problem uh, caused by the British anyway. And um, so anyway, I'm, I'm not an Anglophile by any chance, ch- by any <laughs> means, but uh, um <clears throat> Because they've done a lot to, to turn me against a good opinion of the the empire, not the people. There's, there's some sweet people in uh, in the British Isles, but um, you know, Britain, Scotland, and um, well, you could count Australia and Canada too, because I think they're still part of that. Um, and New Zealand. <clears throat> and if I left one out, I apologize. So anyway, um, Brian, any thoughts? Because I was uh, sharing how. Um, you know, we, we tend to think that the American way of life can can um, can fix things or make things that have been impossible to other cultures possible. And I kind of ex- 
talked about how, um, oh, what's it? How, you know, we, we did accomplish the what would seem like to be impossible, you know, with trains and airplanes and stuff like that, med- medical advances and space and space exploration. But those are things that, though they seemed impossible at one time, we made possible. But at the same time, um, the um, when something's been tried over and over again, you know, you can't go into that and say that, you know, I'm going to do it because if it didn't work for them, it's probably not going to work for us too. So anyway, that's what I, where I was when you were, you had to take your leave there. So any ideas? Yeah. I mean, I, I believe America was born for several reasons. One, one was to protect Israel when it became a nation. Mm hmm even though it was hundreds of years before Israel became a nation in 1948, America was born in 1776. And I think that was in God's plan in the future was for us to be her protector, to help her become a nation again in 48. Right. Um, I believe that's part of the purpose of America. The other part was to show the world because up until, up until us, except for here, little countries here and there, most of the world was run by dictators, communists, just authoritarians. I mean, you had the Roman Empire, you had the Persian Empire and the ancients, you know. Mm-hmm. You had Russia and you had, you know, Germany in, in this this era. But uh, you had Europe or, you know, the UK and, and, and all that. And we broke away from the UK, as you mentioned. Why would we want to leave the UK? Because it was the same thing as kind of what, they want to do now a few higher, more powerful families and individuals ran the country. Right. And, and, uh, and, and it's just, uh, the people, people want to be free. God put in our hearts to be ambitious, to dream, mm-hmm. to, to raise families according to what we want to raise our families, not what we're told yeah. or to teach our children. You know, and that's what bothers so many parents is now we're being told what how our children would be raised in the school districts. Mm-hmm. And our school districts are teaching our children things we don't even know about until after the fact. And so a lot of parents are pushing back, which they should. Right. So, um, so America was a test by God on when you put give a people freedom under God's guidance and God's um, ordinances, the Ten Commandments, because our country mm-hmm. was basically built on the Ten Commandments. That's right. And um, a lot of our forefathers and uh, were believers, but not all of them. Some were just God-fearing people. They may not have believed in Yeshua in their hearts, but they believed in a higher power in God, and that some powerful being made us, and they respected that. That's gone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so... I think America was an experiment by the Lord to show the world a country that fears him and uses his laws to govern their government can be successful Mm -hmm. and be one of the best governments that's ever been, ever. And not only a government, but the people and what we've done. Like you mentioned, we've gone to the moon. We We have this... We have fighter aircraft, and I know other nations have these things, but we were the pioneers, maybe not the inventors in all of them, but we took what they made, and we made it better in a, yeah. in a lot of cases, mm-hmm. not all. I know there's some great countries out there that are really uh, have contributed a lot, 
But in the big picture, the United States has set an example for the rest of the world. And if not so, then why does everybody want to come across the border and come here? That's right. If communism is so great, why are they fleeing these countries that have communism to come across the border with their families across one of the harshest wildernesses in the world and take a chance of dying to come here if we're so bad? Right. The, the whole thing about the open borders is an oxymoron because they're telling us how bad of America is, Black Lives Matter, but then you turn the channel and people are streaming in America because they want to be here. But right. we're bad. What is it? Are we bad or are we good? Why are all these millions of hundreds of thousands of people wanting to come across our southern border? But yet we have other organizations here telling us how bad we are and tearing down our statues. Mm -hmm. It's an oxymoron because they know they know the truth. Right. The Democrats know democracy works. They know, but it doesn't matter to them because they're insane. They've got brain damage. Yeah. They believe that they can, they just want power. They just want money and power. That's it. Mm -hmm. And they'll say and sell out their mother for it. Now, not yeah. all Democrats and liberals are bad people. I have liberal friends that are really good friends. Right. And uh, I have one lives in Oregon. I talked to him today. Wonderful person, wonderful man. But the idea, uh, the, I, the um, idea that the government can run something better than you and knows more about what your family needs than you know is ridiculous. Yeah, that's right. It's just insane. And it's insane because they don't care. They just want to be able to run the country to make it the way they want so they can be rich. Mm -hmm. And their families and their families' families can have money and riches as long as they can do it. So, but I was thinking just a minute ago when you were talking, does dictatorship work? Hmm. It only works when Yeshua comes back and he rules the nations for a thousand years with a rod of iron. Yeah. I hate to say it. No, no, I don't hate to say it. It's a dictatorship. Yeah. A dictatorship is someone who makes the rules and you have to obey them or the penalty's harsh. There's no, there's no middle ground. There's mm -hmm. no like, oh, it's okay. You know, you guys can do this. No mediation. It's just plain and simple, black and white. Right. Now, what's wrong with dictatorship, humanly speaking, is Dave and I and a lot of, and all of our listeners, I was going to say some, but all of us, we have a sin nature. Yeah. <laughs> and if you don't, you think you have a sin nature, then you have a sin nature because that's a sin to think you don't. So <laughs> it's the double-edged sword. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, um, we all have, we're all flawed. We have flaws and we get angry and we say things we shouldn't say. We do things we shouldn't do. We, 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 we are good. A lot of us do good things too, but we're, we're never, we're never hundred percent on our game every day right? because we're human. <clears throat> mm -hmm. We're human, except for the transhumans out there I'm speaking to. We're human. Okay. Right. And so <laughs> I had to throw that in. Thank you. <laughs> and the clones too. I'm speaking to you guys. So except for those guys, we're just human. Right. And so um, we're flawed. And that's why dictatorship doesn't work with humans because we're flawed. Because you get, you mm -hmm. might get somebody in who's the greatest 
king, you'd say, who runs his kingdom. And he's just awesome, like King David. Right. Then you get then the next thing you know, you get a Saul. He's mm-hmm. full of himself and it's all about what his needs are. And forget about your, your family's needs. It's all about him. Right. That's why dictatorship doesn't work. But when you have a person called Yeshua HaMashiach or Jesus, to some of you, it's his Hebrew name. Um, he's sinless, flawless, and perfect. His, his intellect is never polluted by uh, things he sees, things he hears, things he smells. Right. Like us humans. We see something, our thought goes there. We hear something, our thought goes there. He's not influenced by any of that at all. And we know right. that for a fact because of the Gospels tell us that. He was mm-hmm. tempted in the wilderness for 40 days and did not sin one time. Right. And so he's like us because he's in the form of man, but he's God in the form of man. So when he comes to rule us, and he will rule us, he will be our, he will, he's our king now. Obviously, if you're a believer, he's our Lord and our Savior. Right. But when he comes to rule the world for a thousand years with David, it's going to be a dictatorship, but it's going to be a dictator who's got nothing but love and goodwill toward us. We are put first in everything. Uh-huh. Our needs are meant, our, his ear is attended to our cry. Our needs are his needs. Mm-hmm. So as a dictator, you won't even feel it's, it's not. And I'm using that word to make an example of what's going on. Right. Communism will lead to dictatorship. It always does. Mm-hmm. It's it's liberalism. It's leftist liberalism, socialism, communism, dictatorship. Just like a domino. And right. eventually that dictator will get rid of the ones below him that helped him become a dictator. Mm-hmm. Like North Korea is a perfect example. Right. He killed his own brother, I think, or what was it, the other, a while ago. Maybe his brother-in-law put him up in a firing squad and used an anti-aircraft gun to kill him. Jeez. That's the truth. That happened. Like yeah, years. I know. It's just and a so, little bit overkill. So, yeah, just a little. That's a dictator, an earthly dictator. Jesus mm-hmm. is our Lord and Savior dictator in the coming future, which is very, very, very close. Right. We won't think of him as a dictator. We're going to be filled with awe and love and just unbelievable. We'll just we'll just melt in his presence mm-hmm. because he just radiates just compassion and gentleness just radiate from him like water over a waterfall. Right. And and we won't even think about worrying about are we going to have enough food to eat? Are we going to have a safe place? Because isn't that what we all want? We're watching and listening. We want a nice place to live. We want health. We want our kids to be healthy. We want to be happy in our relationships with each other. And we want to have money and enjoy this world. Right. We're going to have all that when he runs the millennium. Mm -hmm. I don't know if we're going to be working jobs and things like that. I don't want to get all that. But what I'm saying is there will be no more needs like that. There will be no more poor, no more cancer. No more sickness, no more, no more, no more just horrible things that sin brings. And Amen. he will be ruling the, and there'll be, you know what? There's going to be no committee that Jesus is going to go to. Well, 
I heard Brian. I heard Brian's kind of gotten out of control over there in the in the L.A. County. Can somebody go down there and straighten them out? Hey, we need to make a committee to figure out what's going on down there because there's a bunch of ruckus. Jesus doesn't do committees. Right. He is the committee. He's 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 you can trust him. That's why he's he's going to run the world with a rod of iron, which means authority and power, but with love and compassion and tenderness and gentleness toward us all. Yeah. And that's the only time that this can ever work. It will not work through human man because we're sinful. Our own desires get in the way. And there's these men out there, the Fidel Castro's and the different ones and the Putin and the Stalins that their own ambitions, their own anger rule, ruled through them into their people. Right. A person like Stalin who can kill 20 million of his own fellow countrymen is more than a sociopath. And he's got some major issues going on. What happened to him when he was growing up? But whatever happened to him, whatever formed him into a human being was used to kill 20 million people. Mm -hmm. That's Jesus right. doesn't have any of that to deal with. Uh -huh. He's pure heart and he's sinless. So that's why we can trust him. We, he's got our back. Mm -hmm. I don't know his guy's back because he's had my back for 45 years. He's had days for, for decades too. And millions and millions and millions of other Christians out there have testimonies it hasn't worked out the way I wanted, but God always brought me through it. Mm -hmm. He's always That's been right. there, and he always will be there, and he's not going anywhere. God is not That's afraid right. of the communists and the socialism. God's not looking down at Joe Biden going, oh, my gosh, what's going to happen to America now? Mm -hmm. He's going, he's a pawn in God's hand. All of them, they're all that way. And so... Right. The socialism and communism that's actually happening right now before our eyes, I believe, can't come into full strength until we're gone. So until we're gone, they can't take full root in our country. They just can't. It doesn't mean things won't get shaky and bad, but they just can't. There's too many of us here. Mm -hmm. And so and the Holy Spirit's here with us. And there's too many godly people all over the world. Um and in, in, in I know it's happened in other countries. Don't take me wrong. I know China. But we, China didn't start out as a Christian nation. Uh, there's, I think I heard 50 to 100 million Christians now in China. I think it's more it's like 100 million. Could I think wrong. it's, they said that there's as many Christians in China as there are people in the United States. So. Well, that's probably true then. That's 340 yeah. million. Yeah. Wow, that's a lot. So yeah, but we started off as a Christian nation, so our roots are deep in it. It's not like we started out communism and then people got saved. So our roots are deep here, and that's what—that's our advantage. We use that to our advantage. And there's millions and tens of hundreds of millions of us that don't want this to happen, and we need to push back. How do you push back? Go to church. Go to church. Start going to church. Um, mm -hmm. Don't be afraid to be a Christian out in public. Don't be afraid to vote for the right thing. Uh, don't be afraid to not wear a mask in your car when you're by yourself. Yeah. Sorry. Or even with your own family in the car. I see that all the time. It drives me crazy. 
Mm-hmm. People drive them with masks with their own kids in the car and they live together. God is not a God of fear. The Democrats, their God is fear and they worship that God and feed it every day. That's right. Their main God has been for 60 years is fear. Oh, those Republicans, mm-hmm. you put them in there, those taxes are going to go up. They're going to, those Republicans are going to stop Social Security if you put them in there. Uh, there's going to be food lines. There's going to be wars. You know, right. Trump, remember? Oh, Trump, he's going to set the world on fire. He's going to have North Korea and they're going to nuke us. But we know how that went. Yeah. Everything they say, everything they do, everything is all about fear mongering and manipulation. You know, it's, it's a good to interject right now that. Yeah, um, go for it. Sorry. That, no, it's okay. Um, that fear is the opposite of love. You know, everybody thinks love and hate, you know, both sides of the spectrum. But a hate is a manifestation of fear. So um, fear is the opposite of uh, is, is the opposite of love because fear you don't trust and, and things like that. You're trusting in yourself or, you know, you don't even think yourself can do it. Um, with that in mind, you know, with all the fear and everything, um, uh, that that gives birth to hate. Yeah. And yeah, it gives birth to hate. And um, uh, yeah, the, the, the COVID thing is a prime example. You know, um, everybody fears COVID. Well, a lot of people do, not everybody. Uh, a lot of people fear COVID. And because of that, they, they act irrationally. Oh, he's not wearing a mask. Oh, he didn't get the uh, he didn't get the injection. He didn't get the vaccination. You know, he's dangerous. He's they stay away, stay away, you know, and then. Uh, that causes people to turn in their neighbors for not, you know, not practicing COVID stuff, you know, and uh, right. and stuff like that. So, uh, <clears throat> so yeah, you hit it right on the head, Brian, with the fear. You know, the fear is what causes everything to, to go down the toilet, so so to speak. Yeah, well, it's in the news every day. The whole – you had to – I mean, we all knew this was coming soon, especially in California and Oregon and different places, blue states that – the Democrats weren't going to let the virus go away. And mm-hmm. so so since the virus started dying off and they, people started getting air code vaccinated and being safe, all of a sudden we get the variant. But it happens right. to coincide with all the vaccinations. Uh-huh. And so um, all of a sudden all these people have gotten vaccinated. Half of California is vaccinated now, right. and which is 20 million people. But the variants, 80% of the people in the hospital here got the variant. Uh-huh. So we know that, like I mentioned before, it's all about fear mongering and that you're going to die and you need to get a booster shot and all this stuff. And all this, like I said again and again, and I'll keep saying it. I, I feel like I'm Sean Hannity because he repeats he re- <laughs> uh, himself all the time. Yeah. You know, he does, right? Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> and he's a good guy. I like Sean. I really do. He's good. Um, yeah. They're not going to let it die because if it dies, they have nothing to use to manipulate us with. Mm-hmm. So they can't let it go. The blue states can't let it go. It's their own. Because, see, their policies don't work. So they have to have something to force on people to make them conform to the way they want them to be. Right. We're like teenagers, and we're being penalized for staying out late one night. So yeah. they take our Internet away, or they do this or do that. They're, te- they're treating us like young teenagers, like we're like we're dummies and we don't know how to take care of ourselves. That's right. And the, 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 the Republicans, the conservative Republicans don't want to control us, the good ones. 
They want us uh-huh. to take care of ourselves, and they'll give us the means to help us do that by lower taxes, you know, um, you know, passing laws that will benefit small businesses. That's so we can go out and make a living for ourselves and help ourselves. Right. Democrats want to take that away because they want to dictate what we do. They don't want mm-hmm. us to be on our own because it goes against the one world order. One world order isn't built on a democracy. It's built on a dictatorship by one man that's coming called the Antichrist. Right. And he's the complete opposite of Yeshua, as obviously we know. But he's mm-hmm. a type of Christ in right. that he will come across well-spoken. I think the Bible says handsome or good-looking. Um eloquent, he'll have all the answers, he'll even have a little bit of power, you know, him and the false prophet together. Right. Will right. do miracles, which will probably be AI miracles and stuff like that. Could be supernatural miracles because Satan can do stuff too. Sure. So but he'll be a type. But what's in a man's heart comes out of his mouth. Sure. So what what comes out of Jesus' heart, forgive them, Father, for they know not what they're doing as he's sit laying I mean as he's pinned to the cross. Right. I mean, think about that. But then the Antichrist in the middle of the tribulation gets mad, goes in, or to, however, there's different interpretation, but he declares himself to be God uh-huh. and goes completely nuts and goes after first the elect, the believers that are, that are, that are there, the believers that are saved after the rapture. That's my opinion. Mm-hmm. And he goes after everybody who doesn't have the mark. Right. Uh, because he's insane. And he's now he's before he was governing with the rest of the world. He was the main guy, but he was governing with other leaders from other countries. It's the 10 regions we talked about, Dave. The, right. The, the, you know, there's the world we were broken up into 10 regions. And I believe, too. And he'll oversee those as the dictator. But what's going to happen in the middle He's throwing that out the window. Uh-huh. It's all about him. And that's what happens to any human being that is not Yeshua. That's what happens. Right. Ultimate power corrupts. Ultimately, how's that go, Dave? That uh, Power corrupts, and but ultimate power corrupts absolutely. Yeah, that's it. That's mm-hmm. exactly what happens. Exactly. But that man, I believe, is alive. I believe he's somewhere not sure where but he's alive and he's getting ready to come on the scene we don't know who it is but it's close but Mm -hmm. what's happening the world is setting up for him god's allowing the world to set up but as i said before until we're out of here he can't show himself until we're out of here um the one world government can't believe completely be a one world government right now there's too many believers around the world too much pushback and in order to have a one world government and have communism worldwide, you have to bring America into line. Mm-hmm. And that's what's happening. That's why George Soros is funding all this. Bill Gates, the, these guys are all one world uh, guys. Um, Mark Zuckerberg, these different ones, they know unless they bring America online with the rest of the world, it'll never work 100%. Right. And so that's why they're pushing so hard right now. That's why I heard today, um, where was it? Italy, yeah, Italy. No, France. 
uh, Mark, Mark, uh, what's the guy's name? Macron. Macron. I can't pronounce his name. Um, <laughs> the tongue twister for me sounds like macaroni. Anyway, macaroni. Yeah, macaroni. I'll call him macaroni. The Prime Minister of France. <laughs> uh, he's making it where you can't go into restaurants. You can't go anywhere without a uh, a COVID passport anywhere. Mm-hmm. And and all the health, all the officials in the government have to be vaccinated. All the health workers in the hospitals have to be vaccinated. And now that's happening here. Yeah, it's happening here in L.A. and different places around where I live. Different counties and different uh, municipalities are making it where if you don't get vaccinated, you won't work there. Or mm-hmm. you'll have to be tested every day and wear a mask every day. That's right. So that's happening. And the only difference is during the tribulation, it's not a COVID pass. It's a mark. Mm-hmm. A mark put in some type of your uh, on your body somehow that you'll have to show to be scanned to get food. Right. And that they've had that technology for at least 20 years. And I know it for sure. Maybe longer. Mm-hmm. That microchip yeah. around a long time, so they've got that down. That's not a problem for them. So, but communism is leading to dictatorship by the Antichrist. Will eventually lead to the ruling of Jesus Christ over the world for a thousand years. Mm-hmm. So, like birth pains, the hard times have to come before the baby comes. Yeah. So, and when the baby comes, that means the, mill- the millennium is going to start. And mm-hmm. Jesus is going to rule. And if you want to know what the world's going to look like during the millennium, read the last two chapters of Revelation 21 and 22. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's awesome. It's, it's it interesting. It's, it's just, and just a little footnote for people out there. You might be afraid of the Lord coming back. You got family here. You want to see your kids grow up. Um, I believe all children under the age of accountability, when they pass away, go to heaven. Mm-hmm. I mentioned earlier, right. I, believe, I believe some of our pets are in heaven, no doubt. Um, heaven, I believe, and from what I've read about different people who have died and come back and what the scripture says, is a real place, it's a real city, it has real streets, it has lakes, it has rivers, it has mm-hmm. animals, it has people, kids, it, it has parks, it has everything we have here. The world it says in the scriptures that the things of this world are a shadow of the things that are in heaven. Mm-hmm. So I'm casting a shadow behind me with this light. You can't see it, but the shadow is not me. Mm-hmm. I'm way different than the shadow. Right. So, so what is heaven like? If 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 Yosemite is a shadow of things in heaven, what is heaven like? Or the or the Kauai and the Hawaiian Islands, the, mountain, the Garden Island. It's beautiful. Uh-huh. That's yeah. a shadow of what's in heaven. Yeah. And heaven right. is physical, folks. We're not floating around like Casper on clouds with hearts. It's not that at all. And so Jesus said he'd go away to prepare a place for us. If it were not so, he would tell us. So he's preparing a place for us to live, a physical home, physical home, I believe, a place to live on a street in heaven. Right. I don't know what street. I don't care. I can't wait to get there. (laughs) So I'm saying all this, don't lose hope, especially if you're a Christian. This isn't your home. 
We fight mm-hmm. for it because this is our temporary residence. We're renting right now, literally. Right. So you, you, if you're a good renter, you take care of your home still, whether you own it or not. Right. You're a good steward. So we need to take care of where we're living. And we're living in the United States of America, and we are being attacked. We are under attack. World War III has started on America. It's just not bombs. Right. It's the media. It's social media. It's all these narratives. It's all this, the rights, all this stuff you see every day. We're being attacked. And Mm -hmm. pray to the Lord that God gives us more time until he comes to keep America the way it should be. Yeah. For For our family and our kids Mm -hmm. and our grandkids, if he doesn't come. That's right. You know, you talked about Yeshua um, reigning with a rod of iron. And I think you can get a pretty good idea what the laws are going to be like by looking at the laws in the Torah. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, the Ten Commandments are going to be fully adhered to. Uh, you know, and it doesn't mean that people aren't going to, let's just put it this way. Some people will die during that time, but I think it's going to be because of infractions against uh, the rulership of Yeshua. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, at, at the end, uh, of, a lot of people will because they're going to rebel along with the, the evil one. But um, so you want to get an idea of, you know, there, what's going to be against the law, adultery, murder. Um, of course, the three to talk about honoring the Lord God. Um, oh, I can't remember. all right now. Love, um, uh, obeying your parents. Obeying your parents. And that has a promise right now, actually. Yeah, it does. Um, yeah, you, you get a long life. Uh, these days, though, that might not be a good thing. Uh, anyway, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but um, yeah. and there's some parts of the of the Torah, too. You know, um, that I'm talking about the Ten Commandments as opposed to the Torah, which is the 613 commandments. And... Um, of course, there's something, some of them that were were um, atoned for during the the crucifixion of Yeshua. Um, all the the priestly things and everything. There there was there will be priests during that time, but they'll be offering up um, oblations of thanksgiving and stuff like that uh, to the Lord. Um, there will be no need for animal sacrifice anymore. Um, or I mean, I mean to atone for sin. I right. Make that clear. <laughs> Right. But, um, yeah, so it's it's going to be a, a different world. It's going to be, you know, you're going to be able to go to sleep at night not worrying about things. You know, what what is the what is my paycheck? You know, am I going to get sick tomorrow? Am I going to not be able to, to provide a, uh, income for my family this year or this month or whatever? Um, you won't have to worry about that. There's going to be a heck of a job market during that time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, uh, other things that bother people, you know, I, I don't know if we're going to have the technology that we have now. Maybe we will, maybe we won't. Um, but I think not having it and having the assurance that there will be no sickness and stuff like that, uh, we really need a car. You know, I, I would prefer riding a horse, you know, during that time. You know, and yeah. for those of us that are, are going to be translated before that time, uh, we're going to have some you know, wonderful ways of getting around and communicating and stuff like that. Um, yeah. So that that's going to be neat too. And um, and one thing I wanted to address too, Brian, I usually do this when we're talking about uh, taking the COVID vaccine. Um, I know that there are believers out there that are are listening and that you've taken it. 
And that what we talked about today might be kind of scary. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> but you don't need to fear. Because God promised us that no weapon formed against us will prosper. That's right. And that he'd take care of us and that we're, we're set apart from the world in that manner. And plus, if you've um, accepted Yeshua into your heart and life um, and you t- and you took the the, the vaccination uh, through compulsion or through fear, uh, he's got that covered. All you got to do is, you know, just acknowledge to him that you did it and that um, you don't know if it was the wisest choice. Uh, and that you, he protect you from it, uh, from yeah. the disease and from, uh, and everybody else that might come after you about, you know, taking it. I know Christians can be hypercritical sometimes and, yeah. you know, oh, you took the vaccine, you, you went against God's will. Well, you know, just making that accusation goes against God's will because it's condemnation. <laughs> We're not supposed to do that. Yeah, that's right. So, that's right. um, Anyway, so, you know, don't worry. Like the song said, don't worry, be happy, and know that you're in God's hands. Uh, but, um, Brian, if you don't mind, uh, can we end a little early? I'm kind of out of gas. Folks, I, I had a, you know, if you watched the last show I did, I had a, a heck of a last two weeks, you know. Um, had a kidney procedure, and then it turned into an infection, and um, then it turned into sepsis. And uh, I'm a little weak because of it, so, um, you know an hour and 40 minutes, I think is pretty good, actually. Yeah, for, it's really good. For an endurance record. Yeah. But, um, and I got to get this up and going on, on the Internet, too. So. No, that um, sounds great, Dave. It's been a good night. So. Yeah, definitely. It's always a good night hanging out with you, Brian. Yeah, same here. Same and with our audience, too. You know, because yeah. we'll get some neat comments and stuff like that. So. Yeah, the audience is great. We have a great audience. Yeah, we do. We I'm really, really, do. really blessed. Yeah, yeah we really we are. are. And uh, so anyway, um, Brian, did you have anything else that you wanted to bring up? Or I was just going to read a verse out of Revelation about what oh, you're cool. talking about. Is okay, that okay? sure. Yeah, yeah. fine. Um, let's see. Out of an actual paper Bible. Ooh. I got my phone. Um, and this is old, too. Okay. And in Revelation 21, this is what Dave was talking about. Uh, 21, verse 2. And I saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, made ready as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is among men, and he shall dwell among them, and he shall be his people, and God himself shall be among them. And he shall wipe away every tear from their eyes, and there shall no longer be any death. There shall no longer be any mourning or crying or pain. The first things have passed away. And he who sits on the throne said, behold, I'm making all things new. And I'll just end it there because it goes on. So that's just to sum up what we just talked about, heaven and, and all that. Yeah. That's, that's, that's coming soon. So. Person. To a planet near you. That's <laughs> <It's> right. <laughs> no Democrats there. <laughs> uh, except those who have converted to the right way. That's right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, thank God there'll be no politics in heaven. Oh, oh my goodness. I'm so, no commercials, no bad commercials, um, you know, um, 
I don't think there's going to be TV, but um, yeah. But uh, anyway, it's just going to be a very interesting existence, and it goes on forever. So that's uh, that's a long time. promise that we have. Yeah, yeah. it is. <laughs> <laughs> well, folks, we want to thank you for being with us tonight, and for um, for all that you do, because we know that you pray for us. We know that um, you're a lot of people. If you're not here in body right now. Um, You'll be here with us in spirit, and also you'll be with us when you either listen or watch to this watch this show. Um, that having been said, we just want to you know bless everybody um, in Yeshua's name that you find peace and prosperity and, and love and joy and, and hope and um, in in the name of Yeshua this week and in, in subsequent weeks to come, of course. Um, but thank you, thank you for being a wonderful audience. Yes, thank you guys. See you next week. See you next. Oh, by the way, uh, next week Gordy's going to be on Gordy Tong, and we're going to be talking about mysterious disappearing disappearances. Uh, uh, a lot of stuff going on in our national parks and basically everywhere. Yeah, uh, people are just disappearing, and uh, we're going to look into that and see maybe if the scripture talks about that, and um, and just go over some of the cases. Gordy is pretty uh, knowledgeable when it comes to that. Um, you don't believe me? Uh, have them give you a telephone call. <laughs> Gordy, uh, you know, you could talk for an hour and a half and then, uh, and then, you know, the whole time you're like, I'm tired, I'm tired, I'm tired. And then after that, you're like, he hangs up and you're like, oh man, I could have listened to that for another hour. <laughs> so anyway. Well, I'll see you guys next week. You too. Okay. okay. God bless you guys. Good night. Good night.